How do you like my outfit? <laughs> so, do I call you Fessy or? I was, dude. I I wanted to give him a gold chain, but I don't know where all my jewelry is right now. I tried so hard to find a gold chain for him. I'm gonna be honest. This is only gonna last for probably four minutes into the interview tops, and then I'm gonna be like, all right, you guys gotta take over real quick so I get out of these clothes. <laughs> How are you gonna get out without my help, though? Because you have it zipped up in the back. <laughs> I'll rip this motherfucker off. I don't care. Ah. Bro, you have no idea what he went through to make this outfit because he does not own a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of the stunts us that I fucking put on backwards. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Today, we've got another episode of the Challengers Unplugged. And today, I present to you none other then Mrs. Choo Choo herself, Tori motherfucking deal, y'all. Sorry, I like to dress and impress, and I figured this was the best way to introduce you onto the channel. I'm impressed. I'm so impressed. Yeah. The turtleneck and a blazer. I figured it was appropriate. I love it. I love it. I was trying to get a gold chain, but we couldn't find one quick enough. Or you can get someone like Fessy or Josh. One of them definitely has a layered gold chain somewhere laying around. Well, thank you so much, Tori. Um, so my name is Karina, and then uh, this is my husband, Rick. And this is Josh. And I'm the one you've been talking to on Instagram. So I just want to say... Thank you so much. Like you have no idea what it means to us for you to be here right now. It it Aww, absolutely nice. like it was like one of our goals when we started the podcast. We had like a list of names where it was like, you know, everybody is really cool to talk to, but if we can get these certain people, like that's goals for us. And you were up towards the top of our list. So you, it Aww. really means a lot for you to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh no, I'm so happy to be here. I love oh. your Instagram. I love what you guys are putting out there. I'm like thankful that you see it. And you enjoy the competition and not so much get involved in the, like you don't feed to the drama. And I really like that. That's why I was like, all right, I'll come on the podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we just, we figure we do this, you know, for fun. We all have, you know, careers and kids and families and all that stuff. And so, you know, we, we do the podcast for fun and we're like, you know, we're not here to like make breaking news or cause drama and like, cause all this chaos we just like to have fun meet you guys and you know maybe give you guys something to laugh about the way you guys have made us laugh for so many years so Aww, we, we really yeah. appreciate you being here happy to be here happy to be here for real i have misa with me she's on my lap right now i can't try to break my computer so you see her oh my child of god i saw the story of like you making the bed and her jumping all over the sheets i was dying on that she's yeah. got an amazing jump yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she. Did you see how high she got? She did. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she can clear. Uh, she can clear like ten feet. She's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You're gonna hear our cat at some point come through and start meowing because we're not paying attention to him. So it's gonna happen. I'll try to get him on the video. Yeah. Yeah. Cat party. So, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't tell him to be quiet. It's just it is what it is. It's part of the show at this point now. Yeah. 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 How fitting is it that we follow up Anissa with Tori? 
I, 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 I don't think we could have planned this any better. Like, <laughs> I love Anissa. I'm currently trying to convince her to come over to my house on Friday and drink some wine. She's like, no. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll get you a bottle of wine. I'll get you eight gifts for Hanukkah. Like, what do I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> Bribing her. I love it. Come to my house. I'm like, whatever. But yeah, I think she's going to do this. I do the same shit with my friends. I'm like, I'll buy the six pack of beer. Just come over. Hang out for a little bit. Whatever you want. Yeah, we'll play games. I don't care. Anything, we'll buy it. I don't care. Come over. So I know you've got a lot on your plate and your time's short. So I want to dive kind of right into this. How'd you get your start in reality TV? Yeah, I love this question because I never wanted to be on reality TV. I never watched it ever. Maybe like back in the day when I had like, I don't know, when I was living with my dad and had like a tiny TV with cable and like channel 35 was on TV, I'd put it on in the morning and then I'd put it on at night. And like, I remember yeah. seeing CT and like, um, Jen, you remember Jen, like old school Jen? Yes. You know, like Jen G? Like a yes. super fan of her. I think that's when I first realized I liked girls. And I was like, I'm a big fan of her. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then I obviously stopped watching the challenge. And then I was in New York working in like a club and like going to school. And one of my roommates was like, you'd be really good at this show. Are you the one? And I was like, no. And then I watched it and it was Devin's <laughs> season of Are You the One. And that's when I first started to like, Devin was like my first reality. I was like, if I was on this season, I would match with him. And then obviously you see how like our oh, friendship has expanded. That actually makes sense because so our, our very first guest on our podcast was actually Devin. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that he was the reason or like part of the reason that you had gotten into reality TV and, but yeah. we didn't really get a chance to elaborate with him on it. And so that makes sense now. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> yeah. So I applied for Are You The One and I, at that time was doing like reporting. I was doing like, I worked for this company and I would interview like B-list celebrities and like artists like Jason Derulo, who's not a B-list celebrity. He's A-list. But like most of the people I was interviewing were like B-list celebrities. And I used that reel and then I sent it to them to get on the show. And then I made it through the casting process and then got on the show. That really is cool. I mean, like to go from not wanting to be a part of it to just catching one season and being like, I can do this. Yeah. And you know what it was? It was the competition for me. Like, I remember when I first got the phone call for the challenge, I was on the toilet. And I was like, thank God I'm on the toilet. I'm like, oh, shit, my fucking hands. <laughs> That's crazy. And the best I was place like, for all right. Conversation. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna check out this show. I played college soccer. So like I'm a competitor and I I love competing. It's just fun for me. I do take it very seriously when I'm in the game, but I know how to like shake it off and be like, it was just a game and it's over. I'm conditioned to be like that. So it was like another outlet for me to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm done playing soccer. Let me play this. And I got lucky enough to go on and like, yeah, it definitely scratches that itch for me. I like it. I like it. And it it makes sense because it does seem like there's, I I hate to use this because it seems cliche, but two different Tories, the Tory that's in the house, having fun, having a good time. And then the Tory that we've seen that's gone into eliminations. Um, (laughs) Like we just maybe 10 minutes before we hopped on here, we watched the elimination of you and, uh, Jenny in War of the Worlds too with the hall brawl. And oh my gosh! It's it's one of our favorites. Oh, uh, leading to you know one of the biggest hits we've seen. It ranks up there. I mean, as far as the physical contact that goes on in the challenge, and it brings me to the point of this last one with you and Casey. And yeah. I know you caught a lot of flack on social media for the first one, and like I watched it, and you know she came around that corner quick, and you weren't expecting her there. But that second hit you guys had, 
And like it didn't get shown, but that hit was so fucking hard. The way she bounced off the wall off to the side, the way you fell backwards when you're coming downhill. Like it was such a hard hit. And I think they undersold that and they shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. Me and Casey were the only two girls hitting for real. I mean, I can't actually say that because I don't actually know every interaction that happened. But I can promise you, we were the only two people really fucking going at it. And I love Casey. If we would have that moment where we would be like, that, that first hit when she when she knocks me down, I like grab her and we're wrestling on the ground for a little bit. And I'm like, and you don't see this either. But as I'm wrestling with her, I'm like, Casey, it's all love, girl. You know, I love you and shit. She's like, yeah, I love you too. And then we get on the go and then we do it again and we do it again. And we probably hit each other like four fucking times. Like we were beat by the end of that. We, both of us were so fucked up. My shoulder, it took a month to recover and her face was all black and blue. So like yeah. we, we were both like, I mean, she she hit me very hard on that angle. And, you know, anything can happen when you're hitting on an angle oh, like that. Yeah. So, but it was, she's incredibly strong. That was also only the second time I had ever put on football pads. The first time being Jenny. I had never practiced tackling in my life. So that's just going that's on here. Like, fuck it, I'm throwing my body into something. Let me see how it goes. Well, I mean, on the next season, you're on with CT. Haven't put you through the CT boot camp of tackling like <laughs> really? you with Big T. Clearly. Clearly, you know what I mean? But like that hit to me, I was telling Karina and Josh was the biggest hit since we've seen since CT knocked the shit out of Tyler and uh, Bananas. What was that? Rivals one? Rivals one. Yeah, Yeah, it was just a phenomenal hit. So I just I had to get that in there. Sorry. Oh, I'm happy we talked about it. Yeah, I I love going on the show. Like that's something that like I like I like that you guys also talk about that competitive side to it. Like, people don't watch football to see one team completely win all the time. You watch for the fight. And as a football player, you sign up knowing that if you're a quarterback, you might get sacked or you might throw a touchdown pass. I'm a challenger. I'm either going to go in there and I'm going to get wrecked or I'm going to fucking wreck someone. And it doesn't matter what the outcome is because every single time I'm putting my heart out there. So if people are over there like, haha, this person got fucked up, get your ass in the trench and let me see how you do. Get your ass in the trench. All right, love it. Like, I'm not going to go too deep into negative energy, but I, I love the part when Amanda was running up that hill, and you you took it easy on her. You could have really fucked her up, and you kind of just hip checked her, and she damn near flew out of there. It was just like, how are you going to? She reminds me of like Spike Lee at New York Knicks games, just likes to run her mouth, but doesn't actually want to get on the court. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amanda knows what she's doing. You know, like Amanda is yeah. she she has made the end of this season incredibly interesting, and oh yeah, I'm honestly thankful for that mountain of a. Of just I don't know opposition I had to climb with her because it gave me something to fight. Like I don't have a boring storyline now because of it, so I can't hate her. I have to be thankful that she throws a hate at me because it gives me the opportunity to rise above. Exactly, and look like not everyone you work with are you're going to be best friends with, right? right. Like some people you're just not going to get along with, and I think there's certain people that play a role on the show. Like not everybody can be Jenny West because otherwise the show's boring. You know, that's not what the challenge is. As much as it can be the fifth sport, it brings something more to that with the entertainment and drama aspect. So, you know, Amanda has her place, just like I feel like even if Josh never wins a final, he has his place in the show for a reason. He brings something that nobody else brings, you know, and not every not everybody's going to be CT. You know, not everybody's going to be Johnny Bananas. Like you need the Joshes. We need all those other people as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of your time on the challenge, what, what's been your favorite season so far? And like, what's your favorite type of daily to do? Uh, my favorite season, I have to say, was 37. I know a lot of the fans are like over it, but being there and being able to work with all the vets 
was incredible and not getting targeted too early was really cool. Right. Yeah. So I have to say 37 is my favorite. And then what was the next question? Favorite kind of challenge? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of daily? Like the, the headbangers ones? The <laughs> not that. <laughs> So nothing trivia related, I take it? <laughs> Not trivia. It's funny. All the challengers say this, like, the scariest thing about trivia is looking like a dumbass when you get asked a stupid <laughs> question and you don't know it. You're like, shit. So I do. I don't mind trivia, but I, like, heights over water out for me. I hate it. Like, oh man, the worst. I'd have to say anything that's like truly endurance-based because I just know I played soccer growing up. Two forty-five right. and a half. I was on the field the entire time. Your girl's conditioned. So like, I'm confident in anything that's long distance and endurance. But yeah, I don't know. They're all kind of, they're all incredible. Like, I'm thankful for every, every challenge I've done. You guys do get to do some really cool stuff. Hell yeah. I mean, look at your, your rookie season. Look at your endurance in that final. That one was Uh even harder because we were 14,000 feet elevation. So we were, they were giving us these uh, cocoa leaves. We were in Argentina and they were making us chew these cocoa leaves so we could open up airways and our air pass in our lungs. And like, that is why me and CT were fucked. Like he, he obviously he's a smoker. He's also incredible. And at that point in time, he was like full fledged dad bod. But like, I was not ready for that. Like endurance might've been okay, but not to the point where it is now. Now that I've been there, done that, like War of the Worlds 2 in that final, we were an hour and a half ahead of the other team before they, like when we were, that we had 16 miles with that gurney on our back, we were an hour and a half ahead of them. We dumb. Wow. Yeah. And like, that's not something wow. that you're going because they want to make it look very close, but it was exactly. Oh my God. That's so interesting because you, so I don't know if, if you know, but we also run some, some fan groups on Facebook, a few of them. And this is a constant uh, debate we see among the fans is, you know, how much did America or the British team beat the American team by kind of thing. And everybody is just always so convinced that it's like that, that penalty that TJ had to stop you guys for that put you guys somehow really close to each other and that you guys like barely finished in front of them. And I was like, I don't know, man, I feel like it was like a much larger lead than that. And And not only that, we weren't the only ones penalized. They were also penalized. I just think they didn't air that. Yeah. Okay. So I was wondering, they didn't show us that. It was a non-factor. Both of us got 10 minute penalties. See, and that makes me like, I know obviously you weren't there, so you you probably don't know unless it's been talked about, but you know, like how close was Theo to Turbo in War of the Worlds 1? Because they made it sound like, you know, like they made it sound like Turbo blew it away, but like I've heard rumors that it was relatively close. It just makes it interesting. I know why they do it for the editing purposes to make it more exciting, but as a fan, you're like, where's the real competition like? Because I think there are different tiers to challengers in like where they're at in that's me just being a sports nerd and applying that to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's going to be pretty evident when people are truly, really close because you'll see it both people in frame. Like if both Mm -hmm. people are in frame, there is no editing that it's when somebody pulls up and then you're kind of like, okay, well, here comes the next person. There is no, when it's truly close, you'll, there's no denying for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So if you were to create your own dream team, two guys, two girls, obviously you're one of the girls, who would the other female be and who would the other two males be? And let's say you guys are running a final. Definitely CT. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Casey, for sure. Oh, that's a, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. And then another guy, like Darrell. Ooh, I like, I like that. I, love I would like Darrell. to Darrell. I think he has great endurance. And I think that if we had CT with us, we would kill the puzzles and then 
me and Casey would definitely be able to hold our own. So I think that that would be a solid team. Who do you switch out? Right? Yeah. yeah I can't even think of anybody I would switch out for that, honestly. So who would you say are your two closest allies in the game besides Anissa? And who are your two biggest foes? Mm. Like in this current season right now? Or in no, general? all time. In general. I mean, I definitely, God, I don't want to give any of my haters clout right now. <laughs> but I don't even want to give them the opportunity to be my, uh, I don't even want to give them that. Like, how, about we just, how about we just do like, who would be your two closest allies besides Anissa? Because we know Anissa is like your yeah. girl. She's your number one and all of that, which we absolutely love and support. But who would two other like of your biggest allies be? I definitely think Devin is up there. I think that we've had a rough season, but after it, it was all said and done, like we have like talked about everything and we are in such a great spot. Like our friendship is just the best. So for sure, Devin, like he's like a brother to me. And then, oh God, not Anissa. Jeez. Not Anissa. We already know that. <laughs> um, and I, I have to say, honestly, Nani and Casey too. Like I feel like I've gotten very close with them. And I'm very thankful for that friendship. So yeah, I would say those three. And can I say safely that one of your foes is not on this season? Oh, for sure. There's a handful of them. I feel like I have people fighting to be my rival right now. That's the way it's looking over here. Well, they're they're hoping for rival season, yeah, they're probably. For season. I mean, it's seeming like there's a line of people trying to be my rival. That's the way <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I get it. You know, it is like... We're trying not to like you, but we know what you're capable of. So let's start some heat. Oh, God. And, but the thing is, if I were to ever say that, I would just be cocky. So it's just better to just, you know what, trust the universe. Whatever's going to come is going to come. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Fuck it. I mean, I love it. I feel like you caught a lot of flack on 36 for stating something that was clearly obvious. But the fact that you stated something that was clearly obvious, like someone had to take offense to it. And I just, like, in. Yeah. I didn't see the big issue. It wasn't a messy move to me. I think, no offense, Tori, you're my favorite player on the game. You know, you're oh, the one I root for. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, like, I do watch you, like, objection or try to be objective about it. And, like, I think the move you made with CT earlier this season when you guys were doing that competition with the contact, I think it didn't really help your game. And it wasn't probably the best decision. But with that being said, it didn't really, from what we know, completely hinder it either. So it's not the worst move. I just think certain people on the show get cast typed a certain way or edited a certain way in certain seasons and fans just can't let go of that. Yeah. And yeah. it drives me nuts. It's interesting, right? Cause it's like, we are cast to be competitors on a show and play a smart game. And like the truth is if you play a perfect game, there's a chance that you're going to be ridiculed for being boring. So there's this balance of also being controversial and doing things that are maybe not necessarily in line because you understand that, okay, if I have to be somebody who isn't afraid to speak up or isn't afraid to make a move, then I'm not boring. I'm probably going to come back. So it's always a win every single time. Even if it's a loss, it's a win. I've, I've, the one thing I don't ever want to be considered is somebody who floats by or somebody who doesn't like pick a side. Like I know people think I'm fake and I don't pick, but I, I very clearly pick sides and I, and I, Try to make up my mind and play a smart, interesting game. So I recognize that I'm not only a challenger, I'm also on a TV show. And if I was watching the show, I wouldn't want to see a boring-ass TV show. So fuck it. Look, um, so I've got a couple of different theories on this one. And I'll, we'll get back on the question. One, I think certain people want to call you fake or 
say certain things because you're an authentic person and something that you're really good at is owning who you are. And people have issues with that. And the people that aren't good at owning who they are feel self-conscious and bring something out of them that they don't like. I mean, I think I have the same feeling towards Amanda because she's really good with conflict and, you know, making the drama for the TV show, which keeps it interesting. But that's something that I struggle with. And that's something that I shy away from. So that's why I don't, you know, associate with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the issue. And like you said, on top of that, at the end of the day, it's a TV show and you're paying, you're playing for a million dollars. You got to do what you got to do. And, you know, the whole like, oh, they play a shady game or they do. It's like, man, I would lie to her for a million dollars. Because that's what I'm coming back home with a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, you both win, but don't, don't feel bad. She's, I say the same thing. Yeah, she's yeah. like, no, I know you out game one. Like we, we talk about the, like the bananas, Sarah stealing the money, Ashley stealing the money. For, and I'm like, guys, this a million dollars. Like yeah. I'd probably take it even if it was my own husband. Like I'll buy you something pretty when we get home. Okay. Yeah. Like, Collusion. We, exactly. we know what we're doing out here. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Come on. I get it. So one thing I did want to bring up when, while talking about the fans is that I constantly see comparisons, uh, comparisons of you and Cam. Do you feel that there's a good comparison there as far as your competitive abilities? Or do you feel like you guys are just two completely separate players? I mean, I would have to say, I think Cam's probably better than me. Like, she's definitely more calm under pressure. And she's very strategic when it comes to everything. She's always clocked in. So I think that we definitely line up next to each other physically, for sure. But when it, when it comes to like having your head in the game, I think that she's made more calculated and better moves than I have. So I would give her the crown before I took it. Wow. Actually, <laughs> I respect it. No, yeah, I that's I awesome. I mean, like, because look, I think the only knock on I've ever heard on Cam is maybe her endurance isn't where it should be. But that's someone judging from watching on the couch, you know, and not actually, actually out there. Yeah. I've never actually had like a race with her. And I have run with her before. Um, and she was with me. So I, I don't know. I. Until we're like in a final together competing against exactly. one another, I wouldn't actually be able to say, like, I think she would be really hard to beat. I think she's definitely one of the best. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we're all kind of on the same page where we think like there's certain people that are going to be the future of the challenge because some of the bigger stars are getting to a point where, you know, they might move on to all stars or different, you know, things like movies, yeah. you know, like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but you know, I think you, Cam, Corey, Nelson, like you guys are going to start becoming the faces of the show eventually. And I think it, it's a solid comparison, but I can see where you're coming from with giving her the nod as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's like, listen, like not everyone can be the best. I don't even care if I'm the best. I'm People think I'm cocky. I don't want to walk around and say I'm the best. I just want to play a game and get as far as fucking possible. And I'm going to try to play a game that gives me the best opportunity to win. Because if you look at my, at my path, like Dirty 30 made it all the way. Final Reckoning, I took a big shot and called out Josh, Joss and Sylvia in elimination. They sent me home. Learned a lesson there. Don't call out big players. Came back. <laughs> came back in the game on um, War of the Worlds and got lucky to have the eliminations that I had and was able to like show my strengths. The next season after that, had a chip on my shoulder. Tried to go against Jenna. The next season after that, double agents tried to play the safe card. Like you can see how my whole path has just always been like, oh, pivot, pivot, learn, pivot. So I don't care about being better than anybody. I'm happy that there's a lot of strong female competitors on the show now. I just want to be better than me every single season. That is the same answer that Devin had. Is like every season you see a different Devin, 
because he's trying to play the game how it's set in front of him. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to freestyle on a question real quick. Um, <laughs> since we're talking about Devin, have you guys thought about doing a podcast together called Two Dates and a Duck? <laughs> yeah, and you DM me that somebody yes, I did. Yeah. because it's yeah. incredible like I would love to do a podcast with Devin I'm petitioning right now with MTV to get him as the third host on the official challenge podcast it and should happen yes. so oh my god he's so he's good phenomenal. he's so good he, yeah he's and he's he's great on podcasts and you three together that recent episode you guys oh, all three so did together I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Like it was he such so a great fun. one. He's he's great. A gem. I'm so happy that like he's like this season you can I know he people are like, oh Devin acts like he's a great competitor. Devin is a great competitor. He's also yeah. one of those people when when TJ tells us the game, we all go into the rules section, everybody turns to Devin. Most people do, and they're like, All right, Devin, what are we doing? Like, break it down, break it down. What do I have to do? Yeah. Like he is very good at telling people exactly like this is the best strategy going into the challenge. So he's he's a great asset to anybody's team that he's on. Devin has a uh, has a real story arc for me because like the first few seasons when he was younger on the challenge, like he had some moments where it was a tough pill to swallow. No messy. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know seeing him come back on Double Agents and the evolution that he had as a person and how he played the game, it it instantly changed my perspective on him. And, Look, I, I hate comparing anyone to anyone. You know, yeah, I think, like you said, you guys are all individuals. You know, guys are all trying to accomplish individual goals. Yeah. But I think he's filled a very specific role that people like Bananas and Wes fill in the show. And he's filled that role very nicely, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he's also taken out both of them in elimination. So you can't say that he's not a great competitor. He's beaten banana and Bananas and Wes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can, he can do it. He takes out CT, he's the giant killer. Exactly. <laughs> I was taking out CT. What did you raise? Those are flukes, usually, yeah. yeah we were talking to someone, they're like, why doesn't anyone call down CT? It was like, because nobody's dumb. Like, why <laughs> TJ doesn't want to call CT down? Yes. What, what did Marlon say? Uh, well, Marlon's a different story. Yeah. Marlon, <laughs> Marlon likes Marlon. to test CT, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would pay to watch that though. No, I, like if it was on pay-per-view, I would pay to watch that. That'd be one I'd like, or it's like Fessy and CT or Fessy and Marlon. Yeah. Like anything like that, I'd pay to watch I, that. I would love to see somebody like, you know, test CT, but it, there's just, nobody wants to. And I, I, it's funny. <laughs> then we, People, well, well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm not a guy. So I get like opt right. out of the conversation. Like I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an interesting situation. I mean, look, like I, she's a huge CT fan, and so nothing you can do is ever wrong. Nope. And so I think I, he's and, a and I get it. He's yeah, a he's go. A go. He's I, a go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a go. And so, anyways, my thing is, is though with CT, it's you have a better chance of beating him in an elimination based off his record than you do in a final. Like mm-hmm. in a final, he is a different person than he is. In an elimination, he has those slip-ups. In a final, he never has those slip-ups, at least not in the last 10 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Every final I've ever done, I've done with CT. Oh, no, my God. That's true, actually. Yeah. That's so I've seen it's yeah. crazy. I've that's seen true. him. I've seen him on the Dirty 30 final. He was my partner for the first half of it. And then, obviously, yep. in the Worlds, too. We were together on the team the entire time. And That's crazy. Yeah, the thing about it is, is, like, when your body starts to go... And that's when your mind is really exhausted. That's when you need to be good at puzzles. And that's when he excels. So you can't take it away from him. Like you said, he's just 
if you're not on his team, then you don't want him in a final. Oh, exactly. Like when they sent Kels home, I was like, they were dumb. They should have made him go against CT. <laughs> like that's your only chance. I mean, like if you're thinking of long game, but you couldn't do that the way. But they were in the vet truce. Yeah, that that, I mean, that's just like, a really yeah. far-fetched hypothetical and not a real situation yeah. at all because right, that right, would have right, been right. the it's messiest gameplay ever. Earlier when Kels was there, people were like trying to get him against Fessy. But we were like at that point in time, we were like, you know, no way. Like we're working with vets. The moment we called that truce off, we were like, we're screwed. That producers didn't even think we were going to last that long. I had one of the producers on the challenge podcast and they were like, we are shocked that you guys actually didn't like you, you worked together that well. And I'm like, it's because we're scarred. Okay. You put us on this damn show season after season and we're all like fucking scarred from it. We're working together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the fact that you guys had Kyle with you on this vet alliance and he multiple times screwed you guys over and you still kept him. Still like, kept him around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a PTSD right there. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Real, real quick, while we're while we're kind of still on the subject of CT, I just wanted to ask this because I I always thought it was kind of it, it just always kind of sits in the back of my mind. But on Double Agents in the first episode when you guys did that original uh, the the first daily, and then you guys had to pick your partners, right? And so I don't know if you knew this while you were filming or if you saw it when you got home and watched the episode or whatever, but. You immediately went with Corey and CT was running around looking for you. And when he saw you, he got all bummed out. So I want to know if you knew CT was that interested in being your partner, would you have like gone to CT instead or? 100%. But I was right next to Corey and it was kind of just like, grab what you got. And then I wasn't, I was like with Corey. I'm like, Ugh, that's so rude. Like, like Ooh. you don't know how that's going to play out. Like imagine that plays out. Like, oh, I was with Corey. But like you saw how that played out with CT and, and Cam. So yeah. you know, people were getting offended when people were saying no. It's like easier to not get so mad at me when I've already agreed to be this person's partner. It's like, sorry, you didn't get to me first. Right. So aside from the challenge and reality TV, you do a lot of stuff outside of that. And including recently, you released a children's book yeah. uh, titled The Search for Syrup. So I'm curious, what motivated you to write this book? And do you have any plans for continuing to write books in the future? Yes, I actually love this question when asked about it during Challenge Podcast because the whole idea started in the Challenge House. I was so bored filming Dirty 30 and I'm like <laughs> sitting in my room with like, I didn't know that you could bring notebooks at that time. So I didn't even have a notebook, didn't have a pen, I had to get one of the PAs to go grab me one. I had like this green pen and I had this notebook. And at first I was drawing like ugly sketches of people as a joke. And then I was like, you know, let me try to do something a little bit more productive. I have like four hours of nothing to do today. Like while we have interview days, they're very long. So I was like, let me just like try to write a kid's book. So I started with two characters, which then completely evolved. Three years later, it took me to put out the book completely. But it started because I was bored filming the challenge. And so I just continued to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's actually funny because last week, no, the week before when we talked to Anissa, she was actually talking to us about your guys' like time in quarantine. Um, and she was telling us that you like wrote a play or something. You oh, guys were doing like many reviews. Oh, the newsletter. That's it what was it was. It was the newsletter. We were so <laughs> bored. Oh my God. These newsletters are hilarious. We would like critique the food. If anybody did something funny on your balcony, we would like go outside, like snap a picture of them and be like spotted, like Coriel jump ropes shirtless on balcony. Like, <laughs> and we would like blast it on the newsletter. We had like top five hottest guys. Like Devin was of course, number one, like in a studio, like we were just like, we were just like walking it out. Like these things, these newsletters are hilarious. 
I was wondering where the number one draft pick kept coming from, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, he's, he was on top of pounds, guys, in the newsletter. He's proud of it. <laughs> It's better than time at that point. You know, the yeah. under greatest or hottest guys or whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It got to the point where we were sending it to producers. Producers were like, oh my God, can I get the newsletter today? Because they were quarantining too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my amazing. God, that's I, amazing. I really wish they would do like the shit you should have seen or they should have yeah. shown like they did I in miss previous those. years. Because um, like, from what we've heard about, like, the different things that have gone on, um, like, Devin Wright in the play, I think he talked about that. Yeah, that um, was incredible. You know, the newsletter, I mean, it just sounds... What about like, Gabo? Gabo did the, the track just, with, with Bettina's laugh. Yeah. And Issa told us about that, too. She was like, oh, I, I will send you guys a copy. She has not done that yet, so I'm going to call her out on that. But she oh, said it was so, so amazing. Good. It was so good. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, we had to keep ourselves out, you guys. We ended up quarantining yeah. for like 21 days. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible. I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, being stuck in a hotel room that whole time no. and having to, you know, contact by balcony. <laughs> I came out like... Them. I came out like a potato. I was like, <laughs> I'm not running down anything. I'm my roll. I'm my roll. I'm my roll. <laughs> I'm not running. I'm a like, potato. I need like a week to warm back up to who I used to be. <laughs> they let us out. We get into the house. We have a glass of champagne. I'm wasted. One glass. They're like, we have a challenge in the morning. I'm like, oh, bro, like what? Maybe I sent us back to the hotel and then brought us in the morning for the challenge. I'm not going to mention who, but somebody was so hungover. They were throwing up at the challenge because it was the first time that we were all out and drinking. It, I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. This shit you should have seen. If you guys if you guys really saw it, you'd be like, this is not this is not glorious at all. This is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, everybody watches reality TV for the train wreck that they hope that's gonna happen eventually. And you know what? Trail. I feel bad for the people who have to deal with the real train wrecks that don't get on air because Oh yeah. They're messy. We're not cute. We're not cute. <laughs> so I've got to ask something. I've noticed something on the last two episodes. There hasn't been any more club scenes. Are those gone for the rest of the season? They're not. They make us go to the club every time um, after a daily. So, like, our schedule is the daily limit of the daily challenge. We go to the club that night. We're all exhausted. We force ourselves to party so we can create scenes. We come home and sleep. And then the next day, we have deliberation. And then that night's elimination. And then the day after that, we have interviews. So, that's pretty much always our schedule. There's always at least two eliminations and two challenges in a week. Wow, well, I didn't we know were, it was that quick. That's we were wrong. Okay. Yeah. So I had, yeah, my assumption was that they they cut the club scene because of what happened in the last couple episodes with people getting kicked off the show. So no, because that didn't happen at the club either. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, oh, the that club, makes sense. And yeah, the club. I think they just pick and choose when it's when they need to, to use the club scenes or not. Like if it makes story great, if it doesn't, then they're not going to like waste the footage. If it's there's no great conversation that happens there. That makes well, sense. And I and I guess that makes sense because this last episode, like we had we had Kyle's birthday party and like all that instead of the yeah. scene. So that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, yeah. okay. That night we might have stayed home for Kyle's birthday. Because we would try to not go to the club. It's a 45 minute ride and we were exhausted. Jeez. So if we could like potentially opt out of it, we all manage together and be like, please we'll drink here, we'll dress up. We can swear. Like, don't don't make us go to the club. <laughs> Just don't make me go, please. We'll do a costume party, whatever you want. Yeah, please. Let us stay home. We're tired. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah. We also know that you write and record music and you've done a couple different podcasts. Do you have plans on like extending even more with your creative branch? You know what? Like I have had a really joy 
like just experimenting with myself creatively, but I don't like see myself working on music again anytime soon. I'm definitely more back into the writing. The whole reason why I started music in the first place was because I loved to write lyrics. And then I mm-hmm. turned that into a kid's book. So I think that I'm just going to continue, continue to funnel that talent into writing as opposed to music. But yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely a creator. I love to experiment with myself and see what I can come up with. And like, if something catches my eye, then I'll start a project. And if it doesn't, then, then I won't. But like, I'm, I feel so lucky that I have the opportunity to like be a full-time challenger because on all of these off seasons, I still like can work on whatever I want while still making money, especially doing the podcast and everything. So I really, I just feel so lucky that I have the time and freedom to do that. So whatever I want to create, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try it. You know, maybe. If, yeah, I don't know. Some I have some cool things that like in my mind already that I want to put out there, but I also don't want to talk about them until I put them out. Like I had, I was working on the kids' book for three years before I even talked about it. So right. Yeah, no, best me plans are kept to yourself until they're ready yeah. to go. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. But feel free to use two Daves and a Doc. That's, yeah, that's all you want to throw Max sure. in there too. Yes. Like Dave, Dave, Max, and Max. I mean, I think that's a solid one too. Right. You know that the duck is loved by my mom. She put it outside. It's part of the Christmas decoration. She put a bow on it. She then forced me to take a she forced me to take a picture of her with the duck and send it to Dave. Oh my gosh, I love it. See, we saw the one you posted on your story where it was just the duck, but I'm so I that's so cute. I'm so glad she wanted to take a picture with it. <laughs> that's great. I'll show it to you. Don't worry. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I will show it to you once my phone starts loading. Here it is. That's oh my god. Yes. That is so cool. Yeah, I love gorgeous. it. See, I'm so glad that that happened because like we watched the whole like duck story play out on on Instagram when that happened. And then we talked to Devin like what? Like a week and a half, two weeks later yeah, or something like that. Was... And he told us the backstory. And so then after that we were like, okay, but did the duck actually go home with Tori? Like or like what happened with the duck after that? And so when we oh, saw yeah. that on your story on Thanksgiving like we, we had like probably two or three different team members like screenshotting it and sending it into chat like the duck lives that's amazing <laughs> oh yeah it's a staple over here now it's amazing love the duck it should have its own ig i'm just putting it out there i thought about it but i managed like six ids right now i can't i literally managed six i'm a momager my cat has twenty thousand followers on instagram is it oh like, my god it's a big job so i can't pick up any more instagrams right now <laughs> <laughs> just the occasional duck content so i've been following you for a really long time i have been a fan of yours for a really long time but one of the things that i love the most is that you are a really huge advocate for women in so many different ways through positivity, you know, embracing your sexuality, strength, and mostly just being unapologetically yourself. My question is, why do you think that some people kind of perceive that as fake? And what's your advice to anyone kind of battling through the same thing? Yeah, I love this question. Thanks for loving me and and allowing (laughs) me to shine through and not being one of those people that thinks it's fake. Um, because there are definitely a lot of people out there that are like, oh, Tori's got fake positivity. She just puts it out there. I mean, I look at Instagram and I look at social media in a pretty simple way. That's my opportunity to show my best self to the world. I can also be open and vulnerable and talk about hard times I've been through, but I can always shine positivity through that. You can talk about a struggle after a struggle and you can shed light on how you've improved from that. 
And like, I don't ever want to make it seem like I'm perfect. There, I'm definitely not. I think that's pretty clear. I think everyone knows that I've lost. <laughs> blasted it out there. You put it on, like, everyone knows. So my thing is like, you know, like we, you guys mentioned earlier, it's just kind of like owning it and talking through it. And it's about that transparency. I haven't had somebody who I believe is authentic ever call me fake. Like when somebody... If, if you want to critique me, if you think there's something in me that I could do better and you want to come to me with like some advice, I will always listen. I will always, I'm introspective. I'd love to know how to grow. I want to be a better person. But if somebody's just going to throw some word around there, like fake, and then not come with like any heartfelt idea of how they think I could be a better person, I'm uninterested in that comment because it's not to my benefit. They just simply want a place to dump their shit. So if somebody's going to come to me and say like, Hey, Tori, listen, like this was uncool. You, sh- I think that like this was out of line for who you are and your character. I would, I would hold on to that. And I would be like, okay, because the truth is, is even though I, I want people to be positive, even though I want to be positive, even though I believe in body positivity, the truest thing I believe in to the core is growth because that's all we're going to do. And I've grown up on TV and I've made crazy mistakes on TV and I've had relationships grow up on TV. And like, I'm, I don't even want to try to be perfect. I can't be. I have a whole history behind me where you guys can see all the mistakes I've made. So like, if you think I'm fake and you're not coming with any critique, then I just don't think that you actually think I'm fake. I think that you probably have some shit going on in your life and you're just dumping it on me. And I'm just not going to catch it. No, I, I, I love that. I think that's a perfect way to deal with it. And I think I've said this a hundred times to the team is that I love the way that you handle these things um, from the way that you handle you know, Amanda's rages on Twitter to the, and by handle, I mean that you don't even acknowledge them to, you know, all the fans just yip yapping about whatever they want to complain about today. I love that you just don't acknowledge it and you don't let it affect you. You keep doing what you're doing. And I think that too many people, you know, see like, like you said, see people struggle or see like these imperfections and then they still see you being positive about it and they don't know how to, how to perceive that because they can't do that for themselves. And so, and like you said, so then they just come and they dump it off on you. But like you said, I love, I love, I love that you don't interact, you don't engage in that. And I think that that's probably like one of the best ways to handle stuff like that is just, you know, disassociate yourself with it. Yeah, because they don't want to interact either. They want to attack. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to sit there in your line of fire. If I were to tweet anything back or say anything back, it's going to continue. No one's going to stop. This is not a solution oriented event. This is, I don't like you and here's my shit. So I'm not going to enter in, into the chat. Like, yeah, he continue. And like, listen, like that's how you operate as a human. Obviously everybody on this planet is completely different. So, but I, I'm, I'm allowed to remove myself from it, honestly. And like, the thing that bothers me is like when there's lies being spread, because then I do feel like, okay, Tori, like, are you going to bite your tongue or are you going to stick up for yourself? And are you going to put your truth out there? And like, at some point in time, I always come back to the same thing. It's like, my truth is my truth. The people in my circle know who I am. If that rumor about me only manipulates the way fans feel about me, and they're not actually affecting my life because social media isn't actually real, I can completely log off of that platform and it can be gone. Then I don't need to sit out there and preach my truth because who am I preaching to? I have my people in my corner. I could be on TV for two more years and then go up in a Starbucks and fall face the earth. No one's going to even know about me. You know, like I, I don't have to play this ball game forever. So I just want to get in there, protect myself, exit when I can exit, not listen to the bullshit and just move on from this eventually. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want my legacy on the challenge to be somebody who was dropped dramatic. It's just not my person. An analogy to it is 
you're the one on the field playing the game. You know, why are you going to worry about what the fans are saying? They're not playing the game. They're not living your life. They don't have your goals or aspirations. I mean, so why waste your time on them or anyone else that's not, you know, trying to further that goal? Yeah. And it is, you know, it is sad because like you said, like these, these are people who are, it's so interesting. There's that fine line. If you are truly dedicated to the show, you can do something really positive with being a dedicated fan. Like you guys, you have a whole podcast. You've used your energy and your interest in something and turned it into something cool. And you've now been able to connect with so many of us, which is amazing. There are people on the other side who just want to throw hate and shade. And what are you creating from that? An environment of what? Trolls? So, okay, where is that going to take you? I don't know. Like, but if I had to look at it objectively and be like, well, how am I going to, what am I going to do with this interest I have? I'm going to take the route where you guys are going. I'm going to go more positive with it. I have a life at home and I'm a real person. So like, I'm not going to, so that means the people who are on the other side of the fence, they don't have the ability to make that decision. So I just feel bad for them. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. I agree. So kind of going off of that, you made them, you mentioned that, you know, you've lived a lot of your youth. I mean, your young adulthood on television. And, you know, with that being said, you've had some really like pivotal life moments that have happened on television. I'm sure you know what I'm mentioning. What's it like going through those like major moments of, you know, falling in love with someone or, you know, you know, being proposed to or, you know, so publicly, so publicly, like how does that affect you as a person? Yeah, I, I, I just think it's insane like in the best way and it has been so difficult to deal with some of those things but it has been so cool too and I really think that I have been able to become way stronger emotionally because of all of this and like here's me with the positive spin again but the truth is like (laughs) I feel like I've grown in the past I'm almost on tv now for six years I feel like I've grown like 20 years in these six years and I feel like now I mean, literally within the last like two months, I don't think I've, I've never been the person I am today. So I, I can be nothing but thankful. And I know that one day my nephews are going to come up to me or my niece is going to come up to me and they're going to be like, Aunt Tori, like, how do I deal with a bully in school? Or like, how do I deal with this? And I'm going to have a plethora of knowledge in these areas of how to deal with people and bullshit. So I'm not looking at it as a thing of like, oh, I had to deal with so much. Like now it's just like, okay, great. I survived it. It's not going to kill me. I'm getting better. And one day, hopefully my experiences can help the people I love. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That touched my heart. That was cool. I loved it. I love that. Thanks. I know. I know you guys are over the positivity. No, 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 no. Look, we got three minutes from this. Just kidding, just kidding. Josh. Oh my God, Anise is calling me right now. Should I answer? Yes. yes. Oh my God, yes, answer it. Anisa, Anisa, put your put your boobs away. I'm on a podcast right now. Oh yeah. Hey, Anisa. Say hi to the challenge. Say hi to the challenge fandom podcast. Ooh. All right, do you want me to call you when I'm done? Yes, wait. I just love how I was about to send you something, but it was already in your story. Uh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, hold on. Oh, Anissa, you. I found Wait, hold on, Anissa, hold on. Josh has to ask you something. Yes. You have to go to Tori's house next week. Yeah, Friday. Okay. You have to come to Tori's house on Friday. I told, yes. I, told them, I told them that I'm convincing you to come over. 
We need stories of Tori and Anissa drinking wine. Oh, you're gonna get them. You're gonna get them. Okay, I'm gonna rush you. Yes, I love you. Right, bye. Oh my god, that was awesome. I love. Oh my god, that was great. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so uh, Tori, getting back to this, um, this is from uh, one of your fans, Chris, in our group. He said. When you finish your time on the challenge one day, what do you hope people will remember about you the most when they think about Tori Challenge competitor? I love this question. Aw, I honestly hope after like seeing it all, maybe like a true fan who sees also how social media is handled and then also like the show. So everything probably that you can put yourself out there and then have a lot of shit be thrown at you, but not let it break you. I think that's what I want for people to see like it's going to be hard as fuck to open yourself up like that and to face some of these challenges but you you don't have to let it destroy you and i've seen it destroy people so um i i just don't want to be somebody who gets destroyed from it i want to walk away from it like happy with my little life i don't care if it's bigger than this like i'm so happy that i'm even here i can't believe that i get to do this and like maybe one day i'll go off and do bigger things maybe i'll just do something really simple so like just like treating this as an experience that I made it through. And I'm just super proud of that. I think it's really, it's really refreshing when you see people in your, on reality TV, especially on the challenge when they have a goal outside of the show. I mean, like seeing what big T is doing as far as like going back to culinary school and, you know, having that passion outside of it, it makes it to us as fans makes you guys more than just TV celebrities. It makes real people. And I think it goes to like, I saw like, touching on something earlier you're talking about when you see people lie on social media, like I saw how quick you are to come to defense of your friends online, yeah. especially when things are being said. And like, I've sent you a DM. I don't know if you've seen it, but I basically said, look, like I think that person we're talking about is really lucky to have a friend like you that will go out of their way to stand up for you and put out the message of positivity like you do, because those types of friendships are extremely rare. And yeah. I also realized that us as fans don't get the full picture of who you are because there's a lot of hate for Josh, but you talk to any cast member, every one of them loves Josh. They have the best things to say about him. It was how he is the best, most loyal person. And it really puts into perspective that much as we think as fans, we know you guys, we have no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, even, even going off of what you said, even CT who gave Josh his, you know, infinite infamous nickname of the goof, like, even he has put out statements that Josh is like one of the coolest people he's ever hung out with. He was one of the only people that get invited to, you know, CT's big birthday bash in Miami last year. You know what I mean? So I just don't mm-hmm. get all the hate for Josh. I, I love yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. I have a soft spot for any one of my friends that deals with a lot of unnecessary bullshit online because I see how it affects them when the doors are closed. I've had conversations with friends where they've cried and opened up about how hard it was. I had conversations where I've cried to my friends and talked about how hard it was. We have, we have those talks. Like we don't, everything that happens out there. If you think we don't all see it, we know exactly what's going on. We're handling it in our way that we need to handle it. So anybody that I've gotten really close to that has confided in me about how they felt, I'm definitely going to have their back, especially when it's something where they, when they need someone to stick up for them. Okay. So Enough of being emotional and the friendship. <laughs> We're getting down to cold, hard questions now, Tori. Right. Mount Rushmore, top four guys and top four women all time in the challenge. Oh, my God. And it doesn't have to be like based on competitiveness, just your top four, who you think are the top four. Okay. Okay. 
So for guys, back in his heyday, all in, gotta give a dog. Ooh, yes. 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 Dog in. yes. Uh, I love that. Real, yeah. Real world Vegas. They need to reboot that one. They the do. side note. They should. They should reboot. Yeah. Vegas for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll sidebar discussion there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Bananas. You gotta you gotta put them up there. Seven wins, you gotta put them up there. You give them you give them the title. What um, he does outside CT. of just winning. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Of course. CT and then Darrell, because oh, yes. he has records too. He was the first to win. He won four back to back. Back to back. Yeah. 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 Those are things that you can't you can't get away from. Um for girls, Jody. She was Ooh, the first like female it. challenger to ever single-handedly win a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not exactly the best of friends with this person, but I'm gonna put her up there, Kara. I think that her story arc was really cool. She went from being somebody who was like an underdog to then becoming a champ, multiple champ, multiple time. How many times? She went three, two, two. Yeah. Two. Okay. So yeah, Kara, you got to put her up there. Um, Jody, Kara. Mm, I don't know. God, who else? Okay. Oh. Do it. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put on Anissa because that's my bitch. This motherfucker paved the way for so many things to happen on the show. She made it incredibly interesting. She grew up on TV. She's been on for 20 years. You think I'm not putting Anissa up there? You crazy? Better Um, put Anissa up there. 100%. (laughs) Yes, she's a legend. She Um, is, and like you said, she she paved the way for like everybody who's here now to be on this show. Like, you gotta put her up there. Anissa's got a soft. I've got a soft spot for Anissa. I told her last time when we interviewed her, she, like, I learned about sexual orientation. I lived in a small town growing up. You know, I learned about all that watching the real world. You know, that was my outlet to the outside world. So I love Anissa. So I'm all for it. Exactly. Like, when you look at the challenge as a whole, it's not Mm -hmm. just competition. Like, so many people say, like, there's so much more to it. So I'm factoring that in um, with, with that answer for sure. And then, God, I hate, I don't want to answer this last one because there's a few people that could go in this spot. Like, I feel like Cam could be up there. I feel like Casey could be up there. These are new school players, you know? Like, mm-hmm. right. that's really tough. I'm not going to put myself up there because people think I'm cocky, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nah. Look, it's like the NFL, wide receivers. Who's the best wide receiver? I am. You know what I mean? Rager dropped two passes. I bet you if you ask him tomorrow, he still says he's the best wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. I will build a small little rock monument for myself at the, at the base of the mountain, but I'm not going to put myself on it. There you go. I like it. I like it. But yeah, that last spot, honestly, I, I, if I'm going to give it to a new girl, it's going to be split between like Cam and Casey for sure. I like it. I like yeah. that a lot. I think... I think it's a really solid list. I mean, especially new school. I think Cam Casey are up there. If, if yeah. they can get Jenny West back on the show, I think she's up oh, there too. For you sure. You know what I mean? She's a monster. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I, stuff I she, forgot about Jenny because she only had two seasons on the show. Yeah. yeah. But right. the stuff she posts on Instagram, it's it's yeah. unreal. I mean, it's like, amazing. They're, there's in shape and then there's special in shape and <laughs> she pulls into the ladder. She's she's got a video that she just posted to her Instagram today. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you when you're done, if you have a chance, go look at it because it is so impressive. I literally had to watch it like four times because I was like, How is this even physically possible for someone to do this? I don't get it. <laughs> so long story short, she had a she had a person wall sitting and they were holding a plate on their leg. Like two forty five pound plates on and their she, leg. She she jumped 
one-legged, one just leg from standing, and landed on top of... And then pushed herself up on one leg. Doing all... It, it, so it's I just like... <laughs> <laughs> so I see that one-legged squat thing. Yes, I think yeah. one time she like tagged me in a challenge. It was like 20 one-legged squats. Each leg, I was like, Jenny, no. Get this away from me. No. I mean, she's incredible. Like, absolutely a lethal weapon. She's also one of those people, like, when she does something, she wants to come back and be better and better. Like, I think now on her third time, if she ever came back, yeah, unbeatable. Like, well, yeah, she's, anybody's beatable, but I think she would have to have a severe cold that day. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I think that Hall Brawl, if you guys did it now, would be, I don't think it would be a lot different. I think it would be a different competition, though. I think it would go three rounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that she knows. 100%. I mean, the good thing is, is your girl, your girls put up weight over here too. Oh so, no, no, we know. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah, when I was when I did the hall brawl, I was like one forty four. I'm now like one fifty seven between one sixty, and I lift way heavier. So, like, I've specifically grown. I actually, after the Anisa elimination, when I couldn't pull over that thing, I was like, I gotta get stronger. So I just started to throw weight. So now I feel like if me and her went against each other again, now that she knows the tactic. And now that like I've also put on some weight, I think it would be a fucking battle. Just because you brought up the the Anisa elimination, I was sitting here and I'm looking at my notes from the Anisa interview. And yeah. I'm like, so this is a question that I asked her. I was like, on Double Ages, how did you feel about sending Tori home? Mm-hmm. So how did you feel that Anisa was the one that sent you home? You know, it's like one of those things where I knew that at that point in time we were getting targeted in the game. Once you target somebody once, you probably get targeted again. It's probably definitely better that I went home. Not really. I needed to go home because of other reasons. Anyway, I had a lot going on in my life at that time. So I look back at it and I'm like, Oh, like it sucked to lose, but thank God it was to her. Cause she ended up getting a skull. So it was like, all right, well she has a skull. If I had to give my skull to anybody, I'm going to give it to my friend. And I didn't give it yeah. to her. She earned it. But like, if, if I had to, if somebody was taking my skull, I'm happy it was her. Right. 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 Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay, so these are going to be uh, questions that weren't sent in because I'm going to ask. I, I've been busy at work for the last couple of weeks, so I didn't get a chance to get them over to Karina for him to send them to you, but mm. I promise they're not going to be like blindsided questions. They're just oh, I'm not even worried about it. Okay. <laughs> we so, won't do you dirty. <laughs> I don't think have you. I know you kind of mentioned that you weren't a huge reality TV fan, but you also mentioned a lot of like old school competitors that a lot of people aren't knowledgeable about, like Jody. So have you gone back and watched previous seasons since you've been on? Absolutely. After Total Madness, that's when I lost to Jenna in that brick smashing elimination. I was like, I'm coming back and I'm going to be better. So, and I ended up not doing better. I ended up getting sent home by Misa, but I was like, let me (laughs) learn as much as I possibly can. So I went back and I watched all the seasons and I looked at the old puzzles because sometimes they repeat puzzles um, and memorize the seasons. And also now because I do all stars that podcast, I talk to these people. So I know them, which is great. That I know them. Oh, yeah. You just got to talk to Jody too. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. I love yeah. We're, we're She's awesome. trying to get uh, Ayana on so bad after yeah. that first episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'd love to talk to her. Do you yeah. follow her at all on social media? I don't. Oh, my she God. She follows me. Ooh, oh, look at you, Josh. Hey. I was so happy. She, she, <laughs> me, well, I talked to Corey Lay a lot. Me and him oh, talk right. on a weekly basis. Um, him and my daughter, my daughter's part of the LGBTQA plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a bond. They, they talk to each other on Twitch um, okay. and play games. And he, she actually gave him a, an advice on how to set up some of his Twitch stuff. Oh, that's so, Corey's the best. 
Corey has helped me talk to other people accidentally just by what the tweets that he puts up. Mm-hmm. So it, it was pretty cool. And then um, Ayana liked one of my answers. Um, and then I talked about um, that was like the most epic challenge moment ever. I know. I cried. <laughs> I yeah, cried. And I told Rich, oh. I said, be prepared. I cried mm-hmm. a lot. And oh, he's just like, I got to go watch it now. Um, cool. But then right. she followed me and I took a screenshot and I sent it to Rick and Karina. I was like, this just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you guys will get her on. That'd be sick. Oh, we're looking forward to it. People are giving her crap about the whole thing that happened with Sophia. And she put out a post and it was a picture of Snoop and Dre and said, just chill till the next episode. I was like, damn, you're so G. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah, I of, I just got I got to say this, um, when you first got on Ruby team and you did the red fingernail polish, it really had strong blood in, blood out vibes. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I realized that watching you back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, not like, what I was going for. But I good. didn't take that oh seriously. <laughs> oh. Ooh, let me take that one off the air, buddy. I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. You know, I was in the heat of the moment. I was just trying to. I love like, it. I was just trying to be present. I wanted to die at that point. I felt, I was so invested in the game. Like, I think it's really difficult for people to understand what it's like to be filming something for two and a half months, feel like you're doing really well. And then within an instant, see it all kind of fall apart. So it was like my last grasp for hope. I was like, please, like make this team work. And obviously you see how it's going, but. You guys, you guys were close though. On this, on the money heist one, you guys were so yeah. close. We were pulling so hard. For you. Really? And, I'm sorry. Like, go ahead, Josh. It was no, no, just, no, to, just to let you know, it was an hour and 45 minutes, the entire thing to do that challenge. And we lost by like 20 seconds. We were very close. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Like, I know it was close, even because the way they showed the filming, they showed you guys running back for that last little bit as Emerald was coming back. So it was one of those situations like we were talking about earlier that you can, see you can actually tell it was close. Yeah. 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 Oh. Gosh. So my quick thing, real quick, is having gone back and seen the episode now and being up to date, knowing that Josh said he wanted to run the final with his friends, and he mentioned Casey and Nani, preferably over you, how does that make you feel? No, I still don't buy it. Like, Amanda went in there knowing what she wanted him to say. They had that conversation for an hour, and it was... She manipulated it to the point where she was hoping to get that answer and then set it up and blamed it on him. Not really she cool. He got the answer she went in there to get. And exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But well, you know what? Like, it made the episode interesting. And unfortunately, Josh was the one who got sent home after all of that. So yeah. it's oh, like, I feel bad. I feel bad he went home. I like That was never my intention. I was just furious at that point. So I was just yeah. balls to the wall. I didn't care. And like, I was just going. Um, but I mean, listen, like it's, it's a show. So I feel bad that that happened and the animated great episode, like, and I'm still in the game. So keep it moving. All right. I love it. <laughs> okay. So talking about, you know, talking to some of the all-stars who's, uh, not only just like OGs, but even players that have been on like the last seven seasons, like that you've been on, who's someone that isn't on anymore that you would love to see come back. Definitely Jenny West. I love her for sure. Um, God. Oh my God. I just got like a knot in my stomach. 
I don't even want to tell you what I was thinking about. So the person I'm thinking about has been kind of blown up the last 24 hours is Theo. I, I think Theo would be yeah, awesome Theo to come back. He was incredible. He, you know, yeah, with he's good. Yeah, even with, I think he's still a beast of a competitor no matter what. He was, and he was good TV-wise. He created some watchable, yeah. really, really watchable moments, especially that time that him and Paulie almost kissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think Paulie, even though Paulie is, Paulie and Carter don't like me, they were super interesting to watch. Like, they were controversial. So, I mean, like, I would be okay with them coming back too. Like, Anybody that's going to come up and, like, make an awesome epic show, like, let's go. Especially people who can yeah. Like, you I know, nobody it. wants to see it get to a point where people are just kind of, like, walking to the end. So you want that drama. Yeah. So follow-up to this is she told me, because she, she's much more on Instagram than I am, and she told me that you've not either mentioned or you've been working out with Rachel Robinson. Oh, so, well, Rachel's in Miami, but she sent me some of her merch, but I'm going to go down there because I'm moving to Miami. So I am really excited about that. Yeah, I haven't actually worked out with her yet, but when I go down there, we're going to work out. I'm just going to say that's like my dream team. If they ever did like a Rivals 2 format. I don't even think about Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, I think you two would work so well together. Like watching her old episodes and the way you work, you guys will complement each other really well. That would be cool. Like in like, like, um, like a season where they take like an old school player, pair them with like a more new school player. Yeah. Have like a Rachel Tory pair up there. I love that. Yeah, she gives me really good vibes. We're only friends on social media, but she's also going to help me find an apartment in Miami. She's like been really helpful, so it's really cool. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite all-time champs of the show, and I love everything that she does, even since she hasn't been on the show in ages. Just everything she's done since then, she's she's amazing. And it got me so excited when I was like going through your stories, and I was like, my God, Tori just shared something of Rachel's. I was like, oh my Aww. God, now like, two of my favorite people are connected. I love this. <laughs> Dude, she's so cool. She like bought a book and like posted it on her own. Like there's not many, very many people who have in the world, like out, just outwardly supported me. So it was really cool for somebody it. like that, like to show her support. I thought it was awesome. So I, I'm like really happy to continue to grow a relationship with her. She seems amazing. I wish I would have thought about her when I was creating the list because you're right. She's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Well, like you said, you can always come back tomorrow. We'll redo the show. You can redo the list. You know, we got this, you know. You're the fourth host of the podcast. Right? Bingo. You know, let us know if you need to sub in on, you know, for your main show. I won't do it, but maybe Karina, you know. (laughs) Honestly, take my job. Take my job. I don't want to do it anymore. You're great at it. Yeah, no, you guys are really good. She sent me the story of you and Anissa filming the podcast where you made her speak in the raspy voice and oh. say dragon flaps. And I thought, oh, I, I was in the office and like my door was closed. And one of my like neighbors in the other office came over. He's like, what the hell are you laughing at? I'm like, I, I can't even show you. It's it's hilarious. So it doesn't oh, like what I said. I didn't. I didn't know a word was going to come out of my mouth. And then when I said it, I was like, what is a dragon flap? Like, oh my God. Like, I don't know about that word. Oh. <laughs> that video, I'm going to just be, I'm going to just be uh, straight up. Like I screen record some of my favorite like little videos and stuff that like you guys will put out yeah. and we share them in the groups and stuff. And 
I never miss your gentlemen of the village videos. I love those. Those are my favorite. And then that dragon flap one every couple of months. I'm like, all right, I got to share this again because it's just way too funny. I loved it. Oh, I'm so happy you have it because I actually don't think I have it saved. So send it to me because I'll send I'll send you a copy of it. Yeah, I have that. I have a, I save a bunch of your gentlemen of the village ones. I love those. Amazing. But yeah, yeah, I'll send you the dragon flap one. (laughs) Okay. So, so we talked about a lot of different competitors today who's someone that you would love to go against in a physical competition that you haven't already like a pole wrestle ball saying something like that i mean listen like i wouldn't want to go against any of these good girls in eliminations to be fair (laughs) but yeah from a viewer perspective would love to see some like me against uh me against casey like that would be fire you know like you just know it would be a good show and you know that we would walk away from it with respect no matter which way it fell yeah so yeah and and in my mind she's one of the best like i've there's very few people who can like dev is also one of those people who can go up to like a very scary challenge and be very calm all the way through and she is like that she's she's a calm in a storm so i think she would be definitely somebody i would like to go up against if i didn't actually have to go up against them you know what i mean but yeah <laughs> if it, if it, yeah if it wasn't like eliminate change yeah let's do this for fun we'll just do it yeah, like friendly fun. friendly battle <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i myself personally i i was always hoping that on that episode of war of the worlds too that instead of it was you and jenny which don't get me wrong was absolutely epic and i truly do believe you were the underdog going into that and surprise a lot of fucking people in that house. And I loved that at the end, like two parts at the end I love is one, you coming over and right away hugging Jenny and telling her you loved her and that she did a great job because I think sportsmanship is not valued as much as it should be anymore. Yeah, um, especially on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And then secondly was you coming over and saying, fuck all you bitches. You don't want to see me down here and all that. But so you because... know what you don't see is like that whole day. That whole day, that team was going up to Jenny being like, you're about to be rookie of the year. You're about to take out Tori. And they were saying these things and I could hear them. So the whole day I was crying. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to get beat by Jenny. Before I even got there, I was psyched out. And then when I pull up and I see a fucking hall, bro, I'm like, you're got to be kidding me. I got to go do this right now. I don't want to do it. You know? So I had so much fear pent up within me that obviously I was I'm so thankful that I won that like it helped me it built my confidence so much but then it just kind of came out of me like you bitches wanted me gone like and you made me feel bad about it like you if you would have seen the the things that are said kind of behind the camera you would understand where all that where all that energy came from so it was very we loved it yeah. Well, you can tell that you were on 10 because that first scene before you run down that hall, your legs are not moving. It looks like you're just like a gyroscope on the bottom going around in circles, <laughs> you know, so yeah, you can tell you're on level 10. I wish it would have been you and Cara in that. I think that would have yes, been, that would have been, awesome. that been the elimination because, I mean, you guys had that back and forth that whole season. And but besides whatever happens off camera, I mean, because that's stuff that is neither here nor there. As a fan, I, I'm more about what happens off camera and I want to see. I want to see the best of the best go out into me. Yeah. I think you rank up there with them. So thanks. It would be really cool to go against Cara because I do think she's really strong, but I'm fucking crazy. Like I know that if if I get the opportunity to put my hands on somebody, somebody's getting fucked up. Like if I'm fighting till the end, I could say a lot of things right now. I'm just not going to say them because (laughs) there's no point. There's no point to go back. No, 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 no. I'm definitely beatable. Anybody is beatable, but I promise you I'm fucking crazy. 
So <laughs> just like I would <laughs> love to see, I would love to see like you and Laurel in an eliminate. Oh scene. gosh, like Laurel's... I think that would be so fucking epic. You know, yeah, what I mean? Laurel would be. T- Laurel is is tall and like strong, yeah. like naturally she would be, and she's so smart. She's also somebody that should be up there on the top of the top. Like, oh, she's up there. Yeah, yeah she's somebody I would love to see come sure. back. I I love Laurel. Like, I love her bravery. Like, she's a little crazy, but I love that about her. I think that's a requirement to be on the show, to be honest. Yes, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like to me, Laurel's like the male version or the female version of CT. Yeah. That's like the that. female equivalent. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, like, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love Laurel. I think going up against her would be somebody that would be an honor. Because like, if I lost against her, I'd be like, I fucking lost against Laurel. Like, yeah. right? Yeah. I lost to a legend. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I think, you know, on a bigger point, like there's, you know, obviously favorites from everybody. Um, but I think there's certain players that are just like super underrated, like Kyle. Like people think Kyle's kind of like a layup, like, oh, who cares if he gets in it? But like, dude hardly ever loses an elimination. Nobody wants to see him in a pole wrestle. No. Like, that's the one I really want to see is him and Derek or him and Wes in a pole oh, wrestle. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. He's all the one with, with Derek and Joss, and that was crazy. Oh, Derek that and was awesome. in person. In person. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I was like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because so, you were there to, to go against Cam. That's right. You went and went against Cam that day. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was such a great day for, for eliminations. It was just so entertaining, all of it. I can't believe that they went for an hour. That's insane. Like, at yeah. a certain point as a mercenary, I'd be like, yo, all right, all right. I'm not here for the money. That's like, Derek, it, though. It is Derek. And that's what, like, that's, that's his legacy. That's, that's his legacy. Yeah. That was my thing, though. Like, I was like, this, I, I haven't even done one season of the challenge. Here I am. I'm getting paid a flat fee to come do this. And then I'm going home. I can't enter in the game. So let me just remember that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would have been different if they had like a final reckoning twist where like the mercenaries came in and could come into the game. Oh, like Ashley and Hunter. Yeah. Because yeah, they came in and wanted to with Corey and Devin. And, yeah, yeah, Corey and Devin. Yeah. Of course. That would have been, been awesome. Okay. And then my final thing is, it's like, I, I'm never going to talk to a producer or anyone in casting, but I'm going <laughs> to talk to you about this because I know you talk to them and I talk to everybody about this. <laughs> Literally everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Season 40. Best of the best can't be casted unless you ran a final. So that means Josh needs to get into a final next season so he can be on him. Wait, is but this guaranteed? No, no, this is his idea. This is my, just my yeah. idea. This is his pitch. You're my pitch. It'll happen. And we'll make it happen. Yeah. Like, he does I, this every episode. <laughs> I nerd out about this show. What can I say? I love it. I love the idea. Season 40 is going to be a big one for sure. Yeah. Can I imagine what they're going to make it? I don't, we don't know anything. They keep us in the dark. I, um, I assume you guys just get a phone call saying, hey, do you guys want to participate? And that's about it. That's literally it. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know. But I was thinking about taking a few off, maybe the next two off and then coming back for 40. Possibility. Definitely be there for yeah. 40. I mean, I would, maybe like I'd be, like, I'm going to be honest. We're going to be sad if you're not on the next few seasons, but we'll understand at the same time. Yes, we will. I'm going to figure it out. We're understanding you. What can we say? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> also one final thing um anything that you're working on or that you'd like to promote and share with everybody in the fandom oh guys thank you so much Um, right now i'm i'm um just happy to do the podcast and i have my kids book out there that's probably the only thing that like i really care about i feel like i'm a challenger and like i'm super competitive but i love to write it's like 
when fans come up to me and they're like, Tori, I read your book or Tori, I read your poem or Tori. And I feel like at that point, you've gotten to know me a little bit deeper. So my heart grows even bigger for that person. So any fan that comes up to me and mentions something that I've worked on, it means the world to me. Um, and yeah, other than that, like the only thing I have to say is, remember, it's just a show and it's a game. And so many of these people are fucking real people and they're struggling behind the scenes and yeah, we're all lucky to be here, but you know, sometimes it can be really heavy to read a lot of negative comments. So don't tag us in them. Don't send it to us. If you want to talk shit to your friends, go for it. But don't put it in my inbox. I don't want to see it. <laughs> my friends don't want to see it either. Leave my friends nope. alone. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Honestly, I just got to say, I love that you kind of use these final moments here to send a message, not talk about yourself, not talk about your game or what you're doing, but you wanted to, to send a message out for, for your friends and, and the people that you play with. And I think that's, that's awesome. And I think that says a lot about you and is a big reason why we love you. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today, Tori. It meant the world to us to have you here. It's been so fun getting to chat with you and, you know, maybe down the road, we can catch up and do another episode. Hundred percent. We have to redo this one because Josh is right. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was gonna answer this and be on the toilet the whole time because you were like, "Oh yeah, some people have answered while they were in traffic," and I was like, "Nah, I won't do it on the first time." On the next one, when I come back, though, toilet. <laughs> Tori, thank you so much for spending the last hour and a half with us. We really can't put into words how much we appreciate it. This Aww. was this was my CP, so I, I thank you very much because I am now retiring from the podcast. You guys have been so much fun to talk to, and I hate going on podcasts, but the energy felt right. So I, I'm happy I was able to call on here and hang out with you guys. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you in the future. I hope you enjoy the rest of the season. It's going to get fucking crazy. So saddle up, baby. It's going to get good. Thank yeah. you, Tori, so much. Yeah. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Oh, my God, you guys. What? Oh, my God, guys. That was freaking insane. Like, I still am on cloud nine right now. Yeah, I, I've said a I don't even know what to say. Like this was just one of the one of the best experiences. Like I've said for a really long time that I think Tori is such a fun person. She's so relatable. Um, I get that there's a lot of people out there who don't kind of like see and appreciate that side of her, but I am definitely one of the ones that do. And it was just honestly an honor to get to spend like an hour and a half just laughing and talking, learning more about her, getting some behind the scenes, a little bit of tea, um, you know, and just getting to know who she is on a, on a deeper level. And it, that was just amazing. I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. It was just all around awesome to follow um, her up after we talked to Anissa and we get, you know, the co-host of the actual challenge podcast on our podcast was so much fun and iconic to get it back to back in her energy, her positivity. It's all real. It is. Well, and like, what are the chances that we interview Anissa, we put out Anissa. Then like a week later, we interview Tori, we put out Tori. And in the interview with Tori, Anissa calls. Like, that was insane. And we got to say hi to Anissa again. She's just like, hi, guys. <laughs> and we helped her talk her into going over to Tori's house this Friday. So that is going to be awesome. By the time you guys hear this, the Friday that they're hanging out will have already passed. So hopefully you guys caught it on their stories. But if you catch or if you caught stories of Tori and Anissa, just know 
that it was us that helped facilitate them hanging out. Okay. <laughs> Look at YouTube just solving problems. I fucking love it. Just people helping people. It's a fucking powerful thing, guys. And you guys are doing big things. I love it. I love it. Look at us. And you know what? Guys, honest, to be completely honest, I mean, talking to Tori, we all have these impressions of who these people are because we see them on TV and we think we know. And then you actually get to sit down and have a real conversation with them for an hour. Not edited. Not edited. And you get to hear their actual responses and how they think things through. And look, some of those questions that we were asking Tori, she had no idea about. They were on the spot questions where she didn't have time to think of an answer. And so she's giving you her unedited, her unedited self. And that's something really special. And I think it gives you some insight into who she is as a person. Because from an outside perspective looking in, it didn't come off to me as fake positivity. It didn't come off to me as putting on an act. It came off as she's a real person that basically says, look, if you're worth my energy and the positivity and there's something good that's going to come out of it, I'm going to focus on that. If it's just shit in, what good is it going to do me? So why waste my time? And I can respect that because I have a very similar perspective, which is, look, if it doesn't benefit me, I'm the fuck out of here. And, you know, not in the necessary uh, monetary way, but if it's not benefit me mentally, my energy, socially, or, you know, who I am as a person, then what's worth, what's worth the time? You know, why put the time into it? Absolutely. I I love that. And honestly, like, I, I even love that she didn't want to how did she say that she didn't want to acknowledge or um, give any attention, give clout to her haters. You know, she didn't even want to name them because that's just not how I roll with people who throw shade at me kind of a thing. And I love that about her again. Like I know I said it to her like four different times. I repeated myself like four (laughs) different times. I'm going to repeat myself again. I love how she handles this shit. Like, I just, I love that she is able to just look at that and see all this hate, see, you know, like I said, Amanda's rage is on Twitter, you know, all this stuff. And she's just like, nah, and just scrolled like that. I don't know, man, that's a strong ass woman. And so I just, I, I give it up for Tori for that. Cause not everybody can do that. I do find it amusing that I'm the one with a crush on her, but yet you are the more nervous one through the podcast. I literally, like, I felt like I was going to throw up. So I, I want to challenge anybody who listens to this episode with Tori fully and then still has hate for her. There's something wrong with you. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Without you, the listeners, I mean, we would still do this, but we just really appreciate that you listen to us. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, we're not really making any money on this. We're just doing this for fun. But we appreciate that you like to tune in with us. And if you like us enough that you listen to every episode, make sure you hit subscribe and get notifications. And if you really, really love us, download the episode. My name is Ricky Hayes. Got my wife, Karina Hayes, right here. And then Josh, the beautiful Chambers. And from all of us to you, thank you guys once again, and uh, we'll talk to you guys.